welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to plan your overlanding build. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of us, I think, especially newer folks, which is kind of who I think my channel appeals to a lot, we get excited, right, about the gear. We want to go out and we want to just buy everything that we see. We see a totally built-out rig and we're like, I need a rooftop tent and I need an awning and I need this and this and this and this, right? But a lot of the times we jump into that without really thinking about why we need those things or whether they're actually a priority for us or not. So again, today I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm going to use my own rig as an example, but I'm going to try and keep it as general as possible so that it's as helpful for anyone regardless of their rig, whether it's a car, truck, SUV, van, doesn't matter. Still going to talk about just ways to sort of prioritize and make good decisions when it comes to building your overland rig. So if you want to know more about that, stay tuned. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys. So as I mentioned in the intro, today I'm talking about how to plan your overlanding build. Um, I Just to give you a little bit of background, if you're new to the channel, if you don't know my rig, I'm not going to go super in-depth because I don't want to bore everybody, but I have a built 2008 Nissan Frontier. It's what we call Titan swapped, so it actually has the components from a full-size Nissan Titan underneath of it, suspension-wise, upper control arms, lower control arms, CVs, brakes up front. Um, so it, it's got some heavier-duty components, which I like a lot because it does give me some added beefiness to the setup, right? There are some pros and cons to that, which I did a video on up here. If you're a Nissan person, you want to see that and haven't seen it yet. I will put a card to it. Um, but that's basically my truck. So it is it is a, a pickup truck, a four-door quad cab with a four-and-a-half-foot bed. Um, my setup is a bed rack with a rooftop tent on top. I have an awning, a 180 awning on the side from OVS. And then I've got a deck system in the bed of the truck. So that's kind of my setup. But how did I get there, right? So the first thing that I always like to think about and talk about when, you know, people are asking me, uh, you know, like, how did you decide to do a rack versus a low rack, like a high rack versus a low rack? Or how did you decide not to do like a camper shell? Or, you know, how did you kind of come to those decisions? And that's a question I get a lot is, how do I build my truck? How would you recommend I build my truck? And look, everybody's different, right? And we all know that. But I'm still going to try and give you some advice based on my experience. So previously I had an SUV and I will say that I'm always kind of missing that. I did really like the SUV. I liked the enclosed space. So from like a security standpoint, I didn't have to worry about stuff, you know, maybe just strapped down via bungee cords in the bed of the truck. So there are definitely some pros of SUV in the security standpoint, but then from a space standpoint, I definitely have more space on the truck side. So the first thing that I always do is before I start buying anything, I go on as many trips as possible. And that may seem kind of common sense, right? But again, a lot of us miss that. And when I first got my Xterra, my old SUV, 
I had parts sitting here before I even bought the truck. I had already sort of in my mind planned out what I wanted to do, what my build was going to look like. I wanted big old knobby tires on it. I wanted a big lift. I want, you know, I wanted all these things. And then I actually started going and I'm like, this doesn't really work. And I didn't really need it, right? Like I thought that I had to be all built up and big and bad um, to get out on some of these gravel roads and forest service roads and things. And I really didn't. It was overkill for what I needed. So, you know, definitely if you can at all, get out and go. Even if you can't take your vehicle, if, you're, if your vehicle is like a, you know, a total project and it's completely in pieces, grab your other vehicle, grab your wife's vehicle, grab your car that you daily drive and just go out and hit some gravel roads. Go out and go camping for a night, right? Take the gear that you've already got. See where your holes are. See where the, the things are that you would want to improve or change in your setup. And again, the more trips you can go on, the better you get. The first trip you go on is going to be a disaster. If you've never been before, you're going to go, you're going to forget stuff. Your gear is going to break or it's not going to work or you're going to forget the regulator for your stove and you're not going to be able to use your stove or something will happen. But you'll learn from it, right? Then you'll come back and you'll say, well, you know, I forgot this. So next time I need to be, I need to make a list, right? I need to make a checklist, some sort of a, a spreadsheet or a, a paper list so you don't forget stuff. You learn that. Um, maybe you, your stove was really a pain in the butt to cook on and, you know, you'd rather have a, spend some money on a nicer stove. You can start to prioritize things based on kind of your needs and the experiences that you have. But there's no reason to go out and spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on gear before you ever go. Like, you'll notice a lot of times you'll see, like, rooftop tents available with, like, one night in them or three nights in them or something like that. And generally, in that case, what's happened is someone, again, saw that a rooftop tent looked really cool on a vehicle, and they went out and bought it, and then they went camping a few times, and they're like, I hate climbing up and down into this thing in the middle of the night, or I can't get my dog or dogs up and into it and out of it, or whatever the case may be, right? If you don't think about it, if you don't go and experience overlanding and camping and the trip before you start buying stuff, you're going to waste money and time. So that's kind of thing number one. You know, make sure you go on as many trips as possible. Keep track mentally or, you know, physically on paper or on your phone of some, some of the pain points that you experience, some of the things that you want to improve on. And again, before you just go home and get on Amazon and start ordering everything, take another trip and think about it again. Make sure that that is a consistent problem and not just a one-time thing. All right, so next what I would recommend is think about a couple things. The number of people you're going to take, that's a huge piece of this puzzle, right? For me, I go solo a lot. My, my kids do like to go occasionally and, you know, I, I had to make sure that I left room in the truck for them to be able to come with me. My wife really isn't that into it, so she doesn't go all the time. But for some people, they always go with their family. They have four kids and two dogs and a cat and a gerbil and a hamster, right? So if you have a lot of people that you have to go with, again, that is going to completely change the type of stuff you're going to have to get. You may not be able to get a wedge-style rooftop tent that opens, you know, that's a hard shell that opens straight up because you're not going to be able to fit everybody in there, right? Maybe in that case, if you have a big family, a ground tent makes the most sense because it's going to be the most affordable. It's going to be the, the easiest to get in and out of. Again, if you have dogs and stuff, a ground tent may make a lot more sense than a rooftop tent. So think about the number of people and or pets that you're going to take with you. And think about the terrain too. So again, if you're going on mostly gravel roads, if you're going to like pretty established state forests where you're just going to hit some gravel forest service roads and then park in a campsite and go camping, or if you're even a state park type person, if you're not really an overlanding, you're more of a, just a camper, then your needs are going to be totally different than someone that's really hitting like super challenging off camber, rocky hill climb type trails, right? So so your needs from a modification standpoint, for example, for your vehicle are going to be completely different than mine. Um, you know, I've been doing this for four or five years now, so I like to try and go challenge myself. I go, I like to go to West Virginia or the Ozarks or, you know, the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway down in Kentucky. And I want to try and hit the most aggressive trails that I can within reason. Um, 
and and go explore and go find those spots that nobody else has been to before that are really secluded and away from everybody, right? But again, you may have a big family and just want to go find a place that's not a state camp site, you know, that you don't have to pay for, that is in a national forest, but that's really easy to get to on gravel roads. And then in that case, you could take a two-wheel drive truck or, uh, you know, a family SUV or something that's just all-wheel drive. That may be perfectly fine. You may not need a lift. You may not need a big set of tires. You may not need all that gear strapped to it. You may just be able to put stuff in crates and then just pack it up when you're ready to go and then take it back out, right? So again, think about how many people you're taking. Think about the terrain that you're going to kind of tackle. Think about the types of trips that you want to take. Also, timeline is another big thing that could go into that as well. Are you going on two-night trips or one-night overnighter camp trips? Or are you really going on like week-long or two-week-long or month-long overlanding trips where you're truly and utterly reliant on your vehicle because that's going to change a lot too you may need a dual battery setup you may need solar you may need a fridge you may you know everything is different based on sort of your needs your size of your group the terrain you're going to hit and the types of trips you're going to take so just think through all that stuff and that will help you think about your build and what you need to get for it so then finally the fun part right now you're at the part where you're actually going to start building your vehicle This is my favorite part. And actually, I like to do it on paper a lot. I probably almost spend more time planning out my builds than I do actually completing the builds. So again, I'm going to repeat myself here. It's important to not just start buying, right? Don't just go to Amazon once you're like, okay, I've taken a few trips. You know, I've thought about the types of trips I want to take. I've thought about the size of my crew that's going to go. I know what I need to do now. And then go spend $5,000 on Amazon or on, you know, off-road parts websites. What I would recommend in that case, and I've always kind of done it this way with my vehicles, is slowly build it up, right? Try to prioritize what you need first. So again, after you've been on several trips, you're going to quickly figure out, you know, I didn't have any trouble getting to my campsite. I don't necessarily need that big lift and tires. What I need is a good sleeping solution or what I need is a good cooking solution, right? Like my pain points are around, I can't ever cook enough food for my family or I burn it or my stove isn't sensitive enough and it's just, it's on or off and I I can't control the heat. Or maybe you don't care about cooking at all and you just want to take mountain house type meals or like froze, you know, freeze dried food and boil water and cook that way, you know? So like, again, those things make a big difference in what you're going to do. But so then once you get to this stage, now you can start to plan that, right? So prioritize based on your biggest pain points, the things that you want to accomplish, the things that are standing in your way from being able to go and take more trips or have a better time on those trips. Then as you start to plan that out, you start to make that. I do a spreadsheet personally. That's how I do it. Um, if you start to plan out your spreadsheet for your build and you're thinking through those things and you've kind of got them in order of like the most important to the least important things, that's when then you can kind of look at your budget and say, okay, I can do these first three things. Or or again, if at all possible, I would recommend going step by step by step, right? If you really feel like you just can't get to the places that you want to get to, build the suspension up, get the wheels and tires that you need, get other supporting modifications, armor, bumpers, recovery points, that sort of thing that you need to be able to accomplish that goal. And then go take three trips, five trips, whatever you can do. Even if they're just overnighters, go out and see if you've beaten that challenge right if you've solved that problem and then if you have then you're like okay cool this is no longer a priority because that is solved then you can move on to your next thing because what can happen is again i've done this to myself a million times you buy a bunch of things and then you go out and none of them are actually solved they're just either slightly better or maybe slightly worse if you got the wrong things right that's why i've gone through two rooftop tents i've gone through multiple ground tents i've been a cot sleeper i've been a ground sleeper i've been a hammock sleeper i've been I've been through all of it because I never really thought about it. I just said, hmm, I didn't sleep good last time. Amazon, buy me a hammock. Oh, the hammock was nice, but it rained and I got wet because I didn't do this. I need a new awning or something, right? And then you go and you buy that and you just buy, 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 buy to try and solve the problems. 
but money doesn't always solve it because if you're not looking in the right direction, you're going to buy the wrong stuff, right? So again, as you sort of start to solve each of those individual things, then that's when you can move on to the next challenge, right? Um, that's where I'm trying to get with my truck. With my old Xterra, I was kind of in that phase where like I had built a drawer system and now I had like permanent storage for all my stuff. So I always knew where stuff was. I could get out quicker. I didn't have to pack as much stuff. It became much easier to go on like quick overnighters or even like three or four day trips because I'm like, I know I already have all my fire starting stuff. I have my, you know, all my seasonings. I have my grill already in the truck. My fridge was always mounted in the truck. I had all these things and I knew exactly what I needed to do. All I had to really do was pack up food and like bedding and, and make sure I had clean dishes. And that was it. Um, so now like with this build, again, I'm getting back to that same place. Once the rooftop tent is on, I've got a new uh, rack coming, bed rack coming for it. Once that's all back on, then that'll solve my sleeping situation. That'll solve a lot of storage uh, situations for me. I've got a lot of lighting that's going to be dependent on that rack that's going to be installed with that rack. So that will solve a lot of my like off-road lighting things, you know, and then again, I'm going to go take as many trips as I can. This fall and winter is kind of my season. So I'm gonna be targeting that and then trying to just like get everything built up. Now, again, I've been doing this for years, so I've got my priorities already pretty well lined out. Now I just need to build it and then go test it. Um, if you're just starting out again, follow these few steps and I think it'll save you a lot of time and money. Um, but I hope that that was helpful for you. I hope you guys, I'm sure, have comments and thoughts on this stuff. So I would love to hear from you down in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Post up down below and let me know if you guys have any tips or things that I forgot or missed, right? I'm not, I'm not the end-all be-all. You guys can tell me what, what I missed. So um, I'd love to hear from you there. If you are not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do one of these podcast-type deals every week, and I also generally do like a do-it-yourself mod, a gear review, something like that also every week. So on YouTube, there's two videos a week at least that are coming out. Um, so definitely subscribe. If the video was helpful, click the like button. You know, if you're listening on the podcast and you don't mind leaving me a five-star review, I'd love that. That's super helpful too. Um, leave me feedback. I read those things. So again, I love it that you guys are listening and I appreciate it. So um, that would be awesome too. Also in the description below are links to all the social channels, right? Wherever you guys want to hang out, I'm pretty much everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we've got a Patreon page that uh, has a Discord associated with it, and I'm actually getting ready to start doing some like live chats with the Patreon people, and then I'm going to be posting those as like future podcast episodes. We'll be talking about overlanding topics, getting different opinions, different feedback from people, and kind of turning those into episodes. So that's pretty cool. If you want to be on a future episode, you know, definitely check out the Patreon page and consider becoming a patron. And then last but not least, there is a newbie overlanders group. It's almost at 7,000 people now, and it just got started at the beginning of this year. So I'm just blown away by that thing. But it's been a lot of fun. There's just so many cool people in there, so many different like variety of rigs, people from all over the world. So it's really, really neat. So if you want to be in that, totally free to join. Go check it out. Um, but again, that is going to do it for this week's episode. I hope that was helpful for you. And uh, we will see you guys next week. 